Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Summer's Time Podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the last three shows. We've gotten a lot of good feedback on those covering the COVID-19 pandemic. And so we thought, why not continue and bring some guests in? We actually have two guests here live in the studio um, and uh, get their take on it. So Emily, who do, we, who do we have tonight? Well, first of all, don't worry. We didn't invite people from outside our home in. We actually live with them. Oh, good point. No. <laughs> These are our two kids, well, two of our four kids, the two oldest. Um, so Jack, um, how old are you? Almost 10. Almost 10. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite food? Pizza. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> And Lily, how old are you? I am seven and about to turn nine in July. Oh, wait, nine? Eight. 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 Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And what's your favorite food? My favorite food is ice cream. Okay. So. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the show, guys. So someone asked me the other day what I found surprising about coronavirus quarantine times. And aside from the sheer volume of bread I've been baking. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I also thought to myself, I cannot believe how well the kids are doing. Right. I don't know that I really had this expectation that they would be like falling apart. I don't I, I don't think that was a conscious thought, but I am finding myself surprised by how well they just are doing Groundhog Day over and over again and don't really seem to care. Um, there have been a few instances where they've reached out and asked to they can talk to a friend and then they're fine if we just do it over FaceTime or something along those lines. But really they've adapted so well. And I've thought to myself, like how is it that the kids are able to adapt so well compared to adults? Certainly adults have a lot more on their plates and uh, it's a lot more serious, but I I just would think that the the kids, they're they're perceptive. They'd be picking up on things. So um, I thought it would be interesting for this podcast for us to talk a little bit about what we've been seeing in our kids, how we've been talking to them about the coronavirus, the quarantine, um, and then share some of their perspective with all of you so you could hear from their own mouths what they're experiencing and thinking. Yeah. I think one of the things um, that I've thought of, because I've seen a few people posting things like this on social media where uh, you know the kids are the heroes. Obviously, the the frontline people that are are helping medically and for the healthcare of people are are the frontline, but are the heroes. But the kids are heroes too. And I I thought, yeah, I agree. Um, but I think it's also because they don't have a worldview that adults have, and their view certainly like kids our age, elementary school um, age, they just, they don't know anything outside of their elementary school or their hometown. So it's while they understand what's going on to a degree, I don't think they have the ability to see the big picture yet because they just, they don't know anything past their hometown. Um, now I'm not, I can't speak for every kid, of course, but as you'll hear when, when we talk to our guests tonight, um, it, 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 you'll be able to pick up on what they know and and why they're acting the way they do, and I think that's part of it. They just don't have the they do have information at the at their fingertips, but maybe not as much or in depth as we do as adults. I'm trying to think if there was anything tragic that happened when I was younger. I can't really put my finger on anything. I I know some family members died, and I don't remember 
feeling too sad about it. Not because I was like heartless, but just because you were like, oh, okay. And the adults are acting kind of weird and you just right. thought, mm, this is a weird day. And then you went and played again. So yeah, you just, you have a shorter attention span yeah, like to dogs. it, I think. Yeah. I used to like, this is bad. I, this isn't good, but okay, now I'm going to move on. It's easier for them to move on. It could also be again, because they don't have that worldview, but also they don't have the memories. That's probably part of it that they have. They're, they're more present than we are. They're more mm-hmm. in the moment. They focus on what's right in front of them. They don't project out too far. I think we all, we, man, the, the amount of time I have spent in my lifetime worrying about things. And when you're younger, you probably worry about a few things, but on a smaller scale. But I don't think you've been as conditioned as an adult to just like habitually worry. I think I have a good example of what might put that in perspective. Think of a kid on Christmas morning or on a birthday, for instance, and they're getting presents. Why do we as adults not tear open our gifts like crazy and throw wrapping paper everywhere and then we open one and we like it, then we move on to the next? Because we're, we're conditioned, of course, to not do that. I guess as we get older, we become more mature. But I think it's also because as a kid, you, as you said, you're in the moment there. The moment is tearing open these gifts and seeing what I got. And like I always find it funny when our kids will open up something and I'm thinking to myself, oh, they're going to love this and they're going to spend at least five or 10 minutes with it. No, they open it up. They look at it 10 seconds, 15 seconds later, they're on to the next present because they just want to see what they've gotten and they're in the moment. I mean, they are, you could not be more in the moment than opening up gifts as a six, seven, eight year old on Christmas morning or on your birthday or whatever. Um, And I think that that's a decent example of where kids think at what age it changes. I don't know, but like where kids are, are in their minds and where adults are like right now. I go for a walk with the kids every day, generally around lunchtime. And if there is even the tiniest puddle, Ellie has to jump in the puddle and like just squeals. She just loves these puddles. And if it's not a puddle, it's something else. I mean, today there's this huge hill where we live. She ran up the entire hill. She's four years old in her dress shoes the entire way she ran up. about that. And then when (laughs) she got to the top, she kept running all the way home. We're talking about, this was like a multiple mile walk and Mm -hmm. she ran almost all of the walk and she started running at the hill. An adult sees the hill and automatically goes like, here we go. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you're just, you, your mindset is so fixed to another challenge. There's probably some metaphor in this about like, you know, being at the base of the hill and just like, you know, one foot in front of the other, whatever, like the child like approach to the hill of just, all right, I'm gonna run up the sucker. Well, it's kind of a first for everything type approach. Like, like she didn't label it. She didn't look at it and and say in her head, here's a hill. And then correlate that to badness. She was just like a hill. I know. I don't even think she said a hill. She's just like, I'm going to run. It's it's like that in that movie, whatever squirrel, you know, the dog sees squirrel or whatever. I think that's uh, up. Maybe that Disney movie. It's just an impulse. It just happens. Go. And I think when you're an adult, you, you have a process, a thought process hits. And of course that, as I, I mentioned the word maturity, that that happens with maturity. You, you know, you grow and you learn how to put things together. Sometimes it's for the better. And sometimes it's as a negative. And I think in this case, there's a negative thing happening in our world right now. Most kids at a certain age and whatever age that is, our kids are definitely there. 
um, they don't quite compute the severity of it all. So I think they think this is just something that's happening. But there's something, there's some good that comes from projecting out and being able to plot a course. Mm-hmm. But a, a, there's a lot of times where that's not necessarily the best thing, particularly in a pandemic when it's a total unknown and and you're kind of like just constantly shifting to the new thing of the week or the day or the hour. Yeah. And I do think that there's something within how the kids have approached this that, you know, maybe we all as adults should be approaching a little bit more. Um, I remember years ago, there was some meeting I was at where this guy was in front of the class and he said, okay, the person to sitting right next to you, like partner up. And then he gave everyone a piece of paper and he said, I want you to draw a portrait of your partner. And of course, the whole room is like, oh, uh, gosh, you're like, to do this. Oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm not an artist. Like, sorry, I just, I'm going to apologize before I even get going. And then everyone was forced that they had to do it. So you'd like draw this thing out and you're feeling so like ashamed of your piece of artwork. And he's like, okay, now show your partner what, like how they look to you. And that, then you're really just like, gosh. Sucks. And so, yeah, you turn it to the partner and everyone's just like, you know, hunched shoulders. And and he goes, how would you have done this if you were a five-year-old? And I think he even had a video of kids who it was like, draw your partner. And they enthusiastically yeah, they take on the drove challenge. into it. And they were so proud holding up the portrait of the person next to them, which looked like garbage. But they were so proud of themselves. and Because they're not stuck, perfectionist yet at that yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> that stuck with me. And I think that's similar to what we were saying about how the kids are approaching this right now. Like... There, there's just like this constant, um, at least from our experience, puppy dog like enthusiasm, like you said, like squirrel, like whatever's right in front of them, they just seem to at their ages enthusiastically embrace it. Well, and also they also don't have to worry about things that adults have to worry about, such as how am I going to pay my bills and how am I going to put food on the table for myself and my family? So those are big ones that we certainly don't want to undermine by saying, oh, we should all be acting like kids because they're just la-di-da. They don't seem to care right now because they're, we, we both understand there are plenty of people out there that are really in a hard time right now. And and I, I think we both feel bad for those people as well that are struggling. So it's just more or less like in the day-to-day, you'd, you'd, you would think that kids would just be restless and off the chain and just impossible to control. And ours have not been, and I haven't heard our friends and family say that theirs have have been hard to control. I think either. everybody's probably had moments. We've had moments too. Oh, sure. Like, yeah. Perfect all the time, of certainly. Course. And we've definitely done our fair share of yelling. But I, I just have been asking myself, is there something about the kids? Like they're doing great. Is there something that we could glean from them? I, have you ever heard that you're what's I, I forget how the quote goes, but it's something like you're you're born just this blank canvas. Okay. And your life experiences start to fill in this canvas and give it all this color and everything. And at some point there's a shift in your life where you try to like shed all of the things that you've all of the walls that you've built up, all of the mm-hmm. stuff to get back to that childlike state of like just purity. Right. And um I don't know. Innocence and purity. Talking and... about the kids right now reminds me of that. Yeah. 
Do you think that the kids are going to take anything? Like, how are they going to look back on this years down the road? That's actually probably a better question for me because I recall uh, our kids' babysitter. This was a number of years ago, um, but not too long ago. And uh, um, one of the babysitter's other kids that she was babysitting at the time, he was a few years older than Jack, uh, had a book for school, and it was about 9-11. And I didn't realize it at first. And I just said, oh, someone's reading about 9-11. And, and the boy said, yeah, I am. It's for my class. It, I'm, it's for reading class or whatever. And I, it just kind of blew, or history probably, it just blew me away. I was like, wow, we're already at a point where they're teaching about that incident in school. So bringing that back to this, I think at some point in 10, 15, 20 years, they will be teaching about this pandemic, maybe not as as much of a, as they might with 9-11, because that was a different kind of thing. Although this is a global event and it's affecting just about everyone on the planet. Uh, so I'm very curious to see how that'll, how that'll all turn out. I actually thought about it earlier today too. Not that I want this by any means, certainly not right now. I wouldn't be, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that Hollywood will make a movie out of it at some point, again, way down the road. Um, and so I was kind of thinking like, I wonder how history is going to show this event um, that's happening to us now. And my grandparents were between the ages of six and nine for World War II, and I remember asking them about World War II, and they didn't have these strong feelings about it, about it. They remembered certain moments, or um, I don't know, they had they had kind of specific memories, right? Um, but but it was probably similar to how I think our kids will reflect back on this. Like, I think they'll remember like, Oh, remember that fun game we played or remember, remember when we didn't go to school and remember when we went for walks and they'll have different memories than we funny joke. Remember when we did Ellie's birthday over the internet or, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas there's been a lot of conversations around, the PTSD that is going to follow people after this. I think that's going to be more so for adults. Like I have to imagine there's going to be some hygiene PTSD that's going to occur because of this. Um, Certainly a financial or just this knowing that things can change on a dime. Yeah. Like end of February, we're like, do, 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 do. And days later, you know, we were in lockdown. We're in lockdown and everything has shifted. Nobody could have predicted. I don't think. And things are going to change. Exactly how this played out. A lot after this too, yeah. whenever this technically ends. I mean, I thought I read somewhere that one of the, it may have been Dr. Fauci, the main doctor for the government right now, saying that, you know, the idea of shaking hands might have to go away forever. Like, I don't know if that's something to be taken for a grain of salt or what, but I read that and I was like, if that's true, that's a game changer. I mean, people have been shaking hands as a form of business communication of personal communication, whatever for the dawn of time, I think, I don't know. And it's, if that has to come to an end per se, I mean, that's kind of the, to use your term, the PTSD type of stuff that I think people are going to get worried about when this is starting to calm down and hopefully getting, we're getting back to normal life, but there will definitely be things that are, that are changed. Now I'm a self-proclaimed germaphobe, so I'm okay with some of this stuff. If it wakes people up to better hygiene, of course I would rather have bad hygiene and no deadly virus than have deadly virus and better hygiene. But since we have the deadly virus, we might as well use that to our advantage. And 
kind of start promoting better hygiene and overall cleanliness, I suppose. That's a plus for me, but it, there's definitely going to be some things that are, are going to be interesting going forward. And I don't know, we'll see how it all pans out. For kids our ages, nine and younger, do you think this is actually that different for them? The biggest difference is they're not going to school. But right. I mean, think about the, the the videos they watch on YouTube. They watch videos of other kids playing, like those egg opening videos. Yeah, the un- like, unboxing videos. Yeah, and stuff. or yeah. other kids playing um, video games. Well, like, and just that, that they're, they're online. They're. <laughs> I noticed, like we didn't have when, that when we were when kids. Jack's playing. He's talking out loud while he's playing. Yeah, and sometimes he's playing with a friend. Sometimes he's not. But it's almost like he's imitating the YouTubers that he watches. Right, and I just think like maybe this environment isn't that different from what they were doing before. I I think you're actually right. I know it sounds kind of like a joke there, but, you know, we're in 2020 now, you know, 1990 when I was 10, uh, we had some video game systems, but nothing was online yet. So if you played a video game, you just played by yourself or with a sibling or a friend. So if we were in quarantine in 1990, I think that would be a lot harder because there wouldn't be as much to do as far as connectivity goes. I mean, the internet didn't exist for for the public. It was being built, but didn't exist for the public. And so you're just by yourself the whole way through. You wouldn't be able to work from home. I mean, how would you get anything done? It would be a very different time. And I know we've gone through pandemics long before the age of connectivity, but I do think I agree with your point that the kids, our kids and certainly other kids in, um, in this day and age are they're really, it's not a whole lot different. They're just going online. They can still see their friends through video chat. Uh, they can still play their favorite video games. They can still watch videos. Uh, they can still watch movies. I mean, you know, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, you name them. We've, you can get all that stuff. Um, so as long as you have the ability to, to do it, then really, I don't see why kids would be bothered by it. And you said earlier, I have noticed there's been maybe one or two incidences where one of our younger girls has said, hey, can we go play with the girls next door? And we're like, no, it, you know, we just can't. But other than that, there's really been, they just do what they're doing because they have a lot of what they do normally right here at their fingertips. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, that actually was a good conversation that we hadn't even had amongst each other about the kids. Right. So, um, you know, we're just continuing to plot along in the quarantine and, you know, hopefully it'll be lifted soon, but we're, we continue to try to find the good parts of it. And, um, we've, we've been starting to think about, there's some things that we're really enjoying right now and some approaches that we, we want to make sure we continue to do when we, when the quarantine is lifted and we come out of this. And one of the things truly that I, um, I, I hope that we continue to embrace is, um, almost like the kid's childlike approach to the the day-to-day and just being more present. Take it for what it is and yeah, yeah, one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we think about how the kids are doing through the pandemic and, um, you know, what we've observed. Let's ask them. Let's bring our two oldest in and see what they have to say about it. What we wanted to do today was get your almost 10 and almost 8-year-old perspective on what's been going on the past couple of months and how you're feeling about it and what you think about it. And we wanted to get some ideas from you. So does that sound like a good idea? Okay. I think we have a few questions for you guys. All right. Okay. So So I'm going to start off with, can you, Lily, 
tell us what is going on in the world right now. Why are we staying at home? Because there's this virus, there's this virus going around called the coronavirus that like has, if it affects you, you don't really know it for like a few weeks. And then you start getting some symptoms like, um, like I think struggling, struggling to breathe, coughing, dry coughs, stuff. So we're staying inside just in case, um, just in case somebody we know has it, but we don't. It's very infectious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You can catch it very easily. Like we could have it right now. Yeah, True. We could. Yeah. So where did you guys learn about all that? How do you, Lily, how do you know all that? And Jack, how do you know? I know it because I've seen it on the internet and I've heard it from you. Same for you, Lil? Um, yeah, I think so. Did you guys start hearing about any of it at school before we went into the shelter in place? Yes. So they were talking about at school, kids and teachers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of things that have changed since the pandemic broke out and there's a lot of decisions that have been made and our day-to-day looks a little bit different. From your perspective, what's changed? Everyone is staying home and people are scared. I'm kind of the same with Jack, but I have one more thing. You can't really see anybody unless you stay alive. A little far away from them. Isn't that kind of strange that you can yeah. be around people to a degree, but you have to be, I think it's six feet yeah, away. Yeah, six feet away. That feels strange. And to me, even at this point, what are we, a little over a month into this now, and I'm still struggling with that aspect that I want to go up and be close to people if I'm, if I am out, which would be for shopping or something like that, but you, you can't do it. You got to stay away. So has anything else changed? No. Nothing at all, huh? I don't think so. How about your daily routine? Has your daily routine changed? We're doing e-learning, but we're mm-hmm. not doing the normal times. We go from 12 to 9 to 12. That's right. Good. Yeah. Good job, right? What else is different about your days? That we have lunch, and usually we don't have lunch. You don't have lunch. You mean you have lunch here instead of having it at school, you're saying? Yeah. 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 How has the transition been for you guys? Okay. Uh, Challenging at all? No. No? You guys no, are used to the really. programs that, that we're, we've been using? Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with technology. I'm looking at a screen almost the whole day. Except for Pearson. Yeah. It's weird. So yeah. what about the rest of the transition, like being home a lot and being around family? And has that been hard or was it pretty simple? I'm fine with it because I get to read a ton of books and play a bunch of video games and play a bunch of sports. I'm fine with it because we still do Zoom meetings, so we still get to see everybody. We still get to do our activities that we have to do. But I'm also kind of not fine with it because we still have to do our chores. Chores, yeah. yeah well, uh, chores. yeah. Sorry about that, honey, but you're going to be doing those no matter <laughs> pandemic or not. But well, how about this? How, is, isn't it nice to have the technology that we have these days yeah. that you guys can still chat with friends, family, yeah. classmates, teachers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So. What do you think are some of the good things that have come out of the pandemic and having to be quarantined? If there was anything good, what would you say it would be, Jack? 
Um, for me, more video games, more books, more sports, more outside stuff. And Lil? For me, you still get to see people and kind of like Jack, you still get to do some sports and stuff in your backyard. You can, like I said, you can still see people, but you just have to stay a little bit away from them. Yeah, you can still go outside and interact with each other to a degree. Yeah. Yeah, it's not full lockdown quarantine where you can't even go outside. But that's that still still tricky, though. Well, yeah, that would it'd be really hard. Yeah. You can also go on a walk. Right, yeah. You can get out and enjoy the fresh air and get a walk in. You can get any fresh air if you can go outside. Right. I've really thought it's been great that we've been able to spend more time together as a family. We're spending so much more time together. Quite a bit. Yeah. For almost a week. Mm-hmm. Mom traveled a lot, that's true. And now I'm here all the time. She just travels from the bedroom to her office here in the house. But you have not, not a whole so lot of travel anymore. Many calls. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I'm still here and we do our walks in the middle of the day. It's phone here, phone there, phone here. But it's also nice everywhere. that mom is still able to work for us here as well remotely. Yeah, well it's if you think back yeah. on the past, I think it's been five weeks now. What's been your favorite memory so far, Lily? It's um, a little bit of a hard one. I've had some actually, actually some really good memories from it. Um, let's see, what are some memories? Hmm. Well, today was really the well. It was kind of a good memory because it happened today. So I don't know if you'd call it a memory or anything. But I got to on our walk. I got to talk to Jane. Jane's like, I don't really get to talk much because. Ellie always kind of sleeps in the stroller, so I'm like, hmm, well, now you get to talk to me. So I really like talking to Jane on the walk. That's nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jack? What's been your favorite memory? Um, I don't really know. Well, you need to select a memory. Think back on the past five weeks. How about the fact that you got to be with Will? Playing with Will. Playing with Will? Okay, so you're playing with Will online, being able to video chat with him has been a, a good memory for you, right? Yeah. Good, good. Lily, yeah, you're itching. You got something? What do you have? Yeah. Um, I got a new game called Cuphead. I'm not sure if any of you guys know it, but Cuphead is a game you can play on a Nintendo Switch, an e-box, stuff like that. So, anyways, Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. Um, anyways... It's a fun game where there's a devil that wants to take your soul and stuff. So you get to fight all these guys. I really like fighting them, even though I haven't really gone to the next stage. But it's really fun trying to get in there and defeating them. I think I've seen that game. It's kind of an old, it's like an old timey feel game with old music and old animation. But it's, it's new. It's not like It's fun. Yeah, I've heard it's fun. Something that's been cool is that you guys were able to use your allowance money and we went on Amazon and you all shopped for something that you wanted and that was what Lily wanted. I got yeah, Pokemon cards. That I wanted. So yeah. it's been good that you've been doing chores. Yeah, I got yeah. That's true. Yeah, you guys are making money by doing chores. So. so what has not been so good about the quarantine? Um, Not seeing my friends face to face. One of the bad things about this 
is I think when mom is trying to work, she can't concentrate as much as she can at the office when we're all running around crazy and stuff. So I'd really like mom to be able to concentrate so she can get the work done faster. That's a good point. That's one of my jobs is to try to keep you guys a little under control so that she can do that. But it is hard at times. And You had and trouble today. Yeah, there was a little incident today, but normally I think it, it works out pretty well. But that's definitely a good point, Lillian, that it is nice in normal times for mom to be able to go to the office and completely concentrate on, on her work. So hopefully when we're out of this quarantine, that'll get back to somewhat normal and mom will be able to do that. What advice would you have for parents who maybe feel like this is a really hard time with their kids or just transitioning to all of this and having to deal with it? And, you know, a lot of parents are having to do their normal parent stuff and do the work from home stuff and help the kids with e-learning. And that can be a lot on their plates. So what advice do you have for parents to help get through this? Stay calm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. We'll all get through this together. Okay. That's nice. It's good too. Yeah. What advice do you have for anyone who might be feeling sad during these times? Just go outside and take a walk and you feel a lot better. That's good. Mm hmm. Take a couple breaths. You'll realize you have more people in the world that aren't that are fine in the world you have other people not just one person you have many people in the world to have fun with yeah okay that's mm -hmm. great yeah. take a deep breath basically yeah if you think about the first thing that you want to do when this is all over and they go okay you can do whatever you want again what's the first thing that you would want to do I want to go to my friend's house where they can wanna go me. play. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Jump in the pool. Well, by the time this is all said and done, it yeah, the pool it might be pool weather. Pool. So that's a good point. Do you feel like you guys have been good throughout all of this? Kinda. Well, being honest there. Kinda. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I've been pretty. I think I've been pretty good about this. There's a lot of things that are kind that um are pretty good, pretty normal. Like we do chores every day, like normally we see each other like normal every day, but we don't see each other every single day at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that I think is a little bad is that we're all cramped together, and when I have to like record something for e-learning literally almost everybody screams so i have to be like i'm recording so I'm, yep, yeah you've mentioned that and we're yeah. like guys i'm gonna record i need everyone to be quiet so that's true we're in i don't want to say tight quarters but we are all around each other most of the time so you're right it's not a lot of privacy which is a little bit tricky. So that's been privacy going to the bathroom. <clears throat> well, that should never be a problem. <laughs> Just close the door. <laughs> Come on, you guys know that. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. There's a lot of lack of privacy. Yeah. Especially in the bathroom. You get yeah. a lot of privacy there. Well. What do you guys think we can do to help people who might be less fortunate right now because maybe they lost their job or maybe they're sick? 
donate money.、Mm, the same thing. The same thing. What does that mean? The same thing as me. That's donate money. Donate money. Is there anything final that you'd like to say to the audience about the topic of coronavirus or the pandemic? Wash your hands. That's very true. Yeah, that's a good one. Stay healthy and bye. All right. Thank you guys for your time today. We appreciated getting to know your perspective a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us and bringing us your perspective on、uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic with things we've been going through.、Um, thanks everyone else for listening, and don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Stay tuned for more, and thanks a lot. Bye.